Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Let Me Fill You In. This is now the 17th edition of this midweek show, as uh, is an extension of Phil at the Movies. And do I have two movies to recommend for you today? Oh, my God. Barbenheimer is real. It is absolutely real, and it happened last weekend. What a week. What a weekend at the box office. And I know it tends to be somewhat hyperbolic to say this in uh, in recent in days and months, just whenever a movie does well at the box office, people automatically... Uh, scream from the from the rooftops oh see uh, we're back to to pre-pandemic levels and while the pandemic changed the the makeup for for movies and and for box office receipts i think it is fair to say and i will say it that i have no issue saying it last weekend the hype of barbenheimer the release of barbie and oppenheimer signaled to me that movies are back and movies are back in a big way. This was a fantastic weekend at the box office. Barbie made $162 million just domestically. Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer made $82.5 million domestically. Barbie was the highest grossing film, highest grossing opening, I should say, for a female-directed film. And Oppenheimer had the best opening for an R-rated film since Joker in 2019. People came out in droves to see these movies, and a lot of folks saw them saw them uh, as a double feature. I did not go that far. I, I waited a few days uh, just to sort of uh, take take them all in and really savor the experience. But I had an absolute delight and just a just a, an awe inspiring cinematic experience with, with these two films and they're so different they are polar opposites one is a fantasy comedy about the famous doll the other is a biopic about the creator of the atomic bomb directed by my favorite director christopher nolan i mean you couldn't have two different types of stories two different types of films and yet people came out and i think part of it was the hype of these two films, Barbenheimer, if you will. People liked the idea of two polar opposite movies. Uh, I don't really want to say competing against one another because it's really not uh, fair to, to make that uh, sort of uh, positioning. But you have two distinct films by two acclaimed directors, Greta Gerwig for, for Barbie and, and Nolan certainly for Oppenheimer. And both directors and, and the cast being able to to tell their visions and 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 execute stories that that were what they wanted to tell. These were not corporate manufactured films. I mean, yes, they're released by studios. Okay, point noted. But in terms of the the filmmaking process, in terms of what was actually shown on screen, these were not mass produced movies. These were not, as I say, manufactured creativity. These were artists being able to express their vision on the largest canvas possible, which is, of course, the movie screen. And what we ended up getting as an audience are two very distinct films that are rewarding on 
different levels. Barbie is fun. It's zany. It's smart. There's a meta vibe with it, which I really didn't appreciate. I, I really appreciate it. It was something I didn't expect going into it. And I have to say, Barbie was, was the best surprise I have had at the movies this year. I did not know what to expect with this movie because the trailers really don't show you the whole picture, but it was spectacular, absolutely spectacular. Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling have such chemistry and charisma. They are larger than life in this film, and they own every scene that they're possibly in. Funny, sympathetic, engaging, This is a movie that I never thought in my wildest dreams I would be excited to see. It just, in sort of, you see the cons, oh, a Barbie movie, what could that be about? Go see this movie. It is utterly fantastic, and there's actually a very empowering message with it as well. But it's it's sharp, it's funny, and, and it's... It's why I like going to the movies. It's why I believe in movies. It's why I'm doing this this podcast, of all things. I like to be taken into a world that is unlike our own, and I like to be engaged with a with a great story. And I like to be, in the case of Barbie, taken into uh, into a fantasy world and taken into a land of imagination and told a story that yet has emotions which are grounded in our own reality, but yet. We're seeing characters that are larger than life and funny and dynamic. It, it was pure movie magic, and I expect that it will continue to, to resonate with audiences as it did over the weekend. I can tell you this. It has been a long time since I have seen a theater packed. And I am telling you, shows were sold out. I mean, just sitting in the, you know, in the, uh, uh, the, uh, the entrance by waiting... For the rest of my party, it, it was like Christmas Day. I mean, people were excited. You had people in costumes, and you could sort of tell who were you know, who was doing the double features because uh, you know, saw a lot of Barbenheimer shirts. But uh, again, just there was excitement, and and that's great. People will turn out for movies that not only interest them but but have something to say. And I think if anything, what we have learned this year. You can't just put out a familiar product, a familiar character. In the case of of Indiana Jones, uh, even to an extent The Flash with the return of Michael Keaton as Batman, you can't just rely on an IP anymore. Audiences are not going to show up for everything. There has to be a, a genuine interest and a reason to take time out of your day and go see a movie. And you know, in the case of, 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 of those who saw Oppenheimer and Barbie back to back, to spend essentially you know, six, six, you know, five and a half, six hours at the movie theater. I mean, that, that takes commitment, that takes interest. And what I saw this weekend was, were two films, polar opposite, entirely different tonally and, and in the totality of their stories, but yet were expressions of artistic merit, and just well-made films. I mean, I think that's what we have to get back to. These were well-made films. In the case of Oppenheimer, I am going to do a whole separate show. It it may not be this week, uh, but perhaps in the following, because I really have to 
marshal all of my thoughts and, and put together something that, that can be engaging and exciting for you guys because Oppenheimer is without question the film of the year for me. Full stop. I don't have any notes on this film. It was perfect. It was haunting. It was engaging. It was stimulating. It was vexing. I I mean, just take out the thesaurus. I mean, this was a masterclass by Christopher Nolan. The man does not miss. And it's one of those situations I'm not surprised because... I love his work. I think he is one of the greatest living directors. As I've said before, he is my favorite. But even watching this film and then coming out after it and just sort of processing what was on screen, even I was taken aback at just the sheer magnitude of this film's power. I mean, certainly I would say go see both Barbie and Oppenheimer because you're really going to get a great... Uh, diversity of, of cinematic palettes and stories and and and, and styles, but if you know, say I had to just recommend one to you, I would recommend Oppenheimer. This film will be studied in film classes. This film will be dissected for years to come, and that's a good thing. Frankly, I would say that's a great thing. Christopher Nolan has unleashed something that. Frankly, it is timely in our in our world today. And what I like about the film is it puts you in the perspective of the characters, particularly Oppenheimer. So it's not like we're just watching the story unfold. In a way, we're there in the point of view of the character. We're, we're there with Oppenheimer as these, frankly, life and death decisions are made and and it's a hauntingly beautiful film it's a powerful film and i mean there's a case to be made that this could very well be christopher nolan's greatest film i mean it it is a sheer triumph and as i said no notes no notes it's it's flawless absolutely flawless and the film of the year for me but that doesn't diminish barbie in any way because it's a it's a tonally different film but it is fun it is zany it's wacky and there's a lot of heart to this film i was surprised i said go back to what i said this film was the biggest surprise i'm delighted that this film exists because it's it's why i love to go to the film cinema it's why i love movies because you never know what you're going to get and in the case of barbie expect the unexpected in the best possible way and, and just have a great time with it. I had a phenomenal time with it. I saw uh, uh, Barbie first and then uh, Oppenheimer a few days later. Uh, I know some folks have done it uh, in, in reverse. But, I mean, you are not going to go wrong with either film. I mean, 2023 has been a, a damn good year for, for movies as far as I'm concerned. But... Uh, we uh, we really kicked it up a few notches with this past week and Barbenheimer. The hype is real. The, these films live up to and frankly exceed all expectations, particularly Oppenheimer for me. And I strongly, strongly recommend them. I in fact encourage you to run, not walk, to your local movie theater and see at least one, if not both, of these films because 
damn it, they are just that good. They are that powerful. And it's for the love of movies. I mean, this is why I'm doing this show. This is why I love engaging with folks on movies because this is the kind of stuff that you live for. This is the kind of stuff that you love to experience. And I I really feel like we're living through an event in a lot of ways. These are two movies that will be analyzed and talked about for years to come. I mean, there'll be books, there will be documentary specials, you know, on these particular films, because just in terms of the cultural impact, I mean, it's, it's very rare these days to, to generate this kind of enthusiasm for, for, for general audiences to turn out and go to, uh, to a, to a movie event. Uh, and, and one that is not a sequel, one that is not a superhero film. Now, you could argue, okay, Barbie is a doll, but, I mean, we're, 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 we're dealing with two entirely different films that are not sequels, that are not part of some IP studio-mandated uh, uh, product. These are, are largely original films that are, are, are free and able to, to express their, their artistic vision. And, and there's a scene in... In Barbie, I'm not going to uh, get into it uh, without without spoiling because it's really one of those moments you should see uh, for yourself. But this particular scene, the studio wanted uh, the director Greta Gerwig to cut it out, and and she held her ground. She said, "No, I'm not cutting this scene out because this whole scene for me is the whole movie." I'm paraphrasing uh, to an extent, but that was what she was that was what she was aiming for. And and when you see this this scene, it's with Barbie and older woman it's it's perfect and it's one of those scenes that can only exist in the movies it's it's pure magic so there you have it there's my my recommendation for today go see either one of these films frankly go see them both but it's what a time what a time for for movies and i expect uh, in in the coming weekends these films will continue to uh, to resonate with audiences and again what a a diverse palette for for people to choose from uh fantastic time for for movie lovers and and for general audiences as well now uh, to close today i will leave you with the cinematic quote of the week this time coming from uh quentin tarantino who interestingly enough took part in barbenheimer last weekend uh, there was a story that I caught online that uh, said he left one movie theater, walked across the street, and went and saw uh, either Barbie or, or Oppenheimer, or vice versa. But So, you know, Hollywood elites, uh, Hollywood uh, legends, if you will, are getting caught up in the Barbenheimer craze, which is just utterly fantastic. But uh, this, this quote comes from the acclaimed director, and, and he said, if you just love movies enough, you can make a good one. And that's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. And after this past weekend, I can attest that this quote is in fact true. Greta Gerwig and Christopher Nolan clearly love movies, and they both made two damn good films. So that's all that I have for you today. I'll be back here next week. Otherwise, you can catch me on Fridays with Phil at the Movies. Thanks so much, guys.